Welcome to the Gospel for Life. We have four Treasure Valley pastors committed to showing that the gospel is not just for that religious part of your life, but rather it's for all of life. You never graduate from the gospel. I'm Josh Bales, pastor of the Well Church, here with Russell Herman, pastor at Cloverdale United Reformed Church, Phil Moran, pastor at Christ Presbyterian Church, and Jonathan Van Hoogen, pastor at Spring United Reformed Church. Now, if you'd like to find out more about us or catch past broadcasts or get information about our annual conference, you can find us at ReformationVoice.com. All right, we are back on the program today, wrapping up our five books every Christian would benefit from. So, In different categories. In different categories, yeah. So we've looked at novels, we've looked at uh, reference books, we've looked at biographies, we've looked at kids' books. So if you've missed any of those and you'd like some good book recommendations, just subscribe to our podcast, The Gospel for Life, in your app, and you can get caught up. And today's the heavy heavy hitter day. These are just books that we think these are what we've found to be either influential for us or we would believe would be helpful for you. Now, how many books are on your list? <laughs> you know, he can't I have narrow ten, down. 10 categories. So I'm making fun sub, because sub when we were talking about what we're going to talk about on the radio, Pastor Russ said we should talk about five books every Christian should read. And of course, well, we can't agree on five anyway. So I mean, it's like everybody has a different list. It's like, what is your favorite song my, my or your point favorite is, is that he ice can't cream even or whatever? Yeah, like, he said <laughs> he, he said five, and he comes with ten. Is what? <laughs> no, no, no. He has ten categories. <laughs> ten categories. <laughs> okay. So, um, Jonathan, what's your first book on your list? This is a hard category to just say. This is what everybody should have. I think that there are a number of wonderful books, but. I think back to what would be good on somebody's small shelf. If you And one of them, we've talked about it over and over again by J.I. Packer, Knowing God. I think that that is a classic and should be one that everybody should read at some point. So for me, I know that Pastor Phil has talked about that a lot, how impactful it was for him. But for me, Desiring God by John Piper had that impact because it taught me that uh, – God's pursuit of his glory and my joy are not at odds with one another. Like, uh, you know, he changed the the first catechism by saying, what is the chief end of man? Man's chief end is to glorify God by enjoying effort. Instead so, of and. Right. So just revolutionary for me. Well, so and since I, we're on this theme of knowing God, desiring God, one of the first Christian books I ever read was Chuck Colson's Loving God. Mm. And that was incredibly significant for me. I haven't read it now in, in probably 15 years, but... I think that was a good book, too. There was a time when I read that as well. So you're looking, what is a book that would influence a person? And I think that Loving God would be that. Desiring God was a mm-hmm. uh, would be on my list. It's on my shelf. I, I, I love that book by, by him. And, the, and then he wrote one... Piper wrote another book following that, and he said it was really the prequel to Desiring God, which is the pleasures of God, what mm-hmm. pleases God, and uh, and that. But I, you know, the knowing God is a, a little bit different. It, yeah, I mean, you're talking more about who God is in that book and how it relates to us. And I think one of the the chapters that really 
affected me was uh, the chapter when he talks about adoption. You know, we don't think of ourselves as adopted children of God. The fatherhood, you know, God being a father, this is one of the things that distinguishes Christianity is that God is our father. We're taught to pray to our father in heaven. We have a relationship with him. And most of us operate under an orphan tendency where we're trying to get somebody's favor so that so we're we're out there saying adopt me adopt me love me love me because I'm doing this I'm being you know it's a kind of an orphan mentality rather than the relationship that we're already part of his family. Yeah. These are books that I think if you haven't really read a lot are what I would call great entry level books. It's two books written by Max Lucado probably 25 years ago. God came near and no wonder they call him the savior. One's on, one's deals with Christmas and the other one deals with Easter. Yeah. And though I disagree with Max Lucado on on many of things um theologically, those two books I think are helpful just snapshots of who Jesus Christ is. They're very easily readable and they and I th- I think they're very good books too. Those two are you know, after you read those two, you might not have to read a number of other books by Max Lucado. Um, I, I I think about um, books that I've enjoyed. You know, we mentioned, you know, one of those books, um, you know, the, uh, God Came Near, mm-hmm. or one of them deals with Easter, uh, the Passion. And I, you know, a book that fascinated me is a book by Frank Morrison, Who Moved the Stone? And it really lays out a an argument for the resurrection. But it does it in such a way where he's, it's kind of, I, I, I like those books that are, it's kind of like CSI Jerusalem. You're trying to figure something out based on the uh, facts that you have. And Frank Morrison was a lawyer who set out to disprove Christianity. And he thought, well, I'm going to attack the most uh, obvious thing. I'm going to talk about the resurrection. And in in the end, he ends up proving the resurrection rather than disproving it. And he writes a really good book called Who Moved the Stone? Um, another book by Piper that I found extremely helpful is called Future Grace. And what Piper does in that book is he actually teaches you how to use the promises of God in Scripture. And, and his, basis, his basic premise is that whenever God promises us something in Scripture— when, when we apply uh, our faith, when we believe in that promise, it, in a sense, unleashes grace. I mean, however that happens spiritually is, is not my point here, but it unleashes grace in your spirit and gives you strength. And so, like, one of the key verses that he operates off of is Galatians 3.5. It says, does he who supplies the spirit to you and works miracles among you do so by the works of the law or by hearing with faith. Of course, this rhetorical question, the Spirit is supplied when you believe with faith. And that was just a revolutionary way mm-hmm. of understanding. And it changed the way I read the Bible. So Future Grace by John Piper. There was a point in my life, once again, it must have been almost 20 years ago, roughly, that I read a, a trifecta of books at about the same time that absolutely shifted my whole maybe life and, and my view of who God was. Um, the first was R.C. Sproul's The Holiness of God, A.W. Tozer's The Knowledge of the Holy, mm-hmm. and Jerry Bridges' The Joy of Fearing God. Mm-hmm. And what it, it did was it helped me understand how low of a view of God I actually had mm-hmm. without knowing it. I just didn't, I didn't really think about it. Mm-hmm. And then I read these books 
and um, God didn't become bigger. <laughs> God just became bigger to me. I, mm-hmm. I began to see him more clearly. And so those books um, really in so many ways absolutely transformed my my concept of who God is. When you talk about bigger, and this is just, in fact, it's not even on my list, but uh, I think it's Ed Welch wrote a book, uh, When People Are Big mm-hmm. and God is Small. I mean, the very idea of having a big God is the most important thing that you can be thinking of. And so any book that is directing your thoughts, you know, whether it's The Holiness of God by Sproul mm-hmm. or Knowledge of the Holy by A.W. Tozer, those are really wonderful books. I think a good introduction to uh, the Trinity is called Delighting in the Trinity by Michael Reeves. Mm-hmm. So it gives you a theology of it, but it's a, it's a rather slim paperback. But it's also very devotional in terms of communing with the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Very helpful book, Delighting in the Trinity by Michael Reeves. When I, I think about things that we actually struggle with, you know, and what books are helpful, you know, all sin— Everyone sins. You know, we, you know, Martin Luther said, uh, you know, that this is something true of us at all time. Um, so all of life is repentance. So I think about, you know, how do you deal with the sin in your life? And the book that comes to mind for me is a book titled The Enemy Within, Straight Talk About the Power and Defeat of Sin by Chris Lungard. And really what he's taking is he's taking um, John Owen's Sin and Temptation and modernized it for us. So he's got some really wonderful illustrations in that book that I think is probably one of the best, most helpful books in dealing with sin in our life. He um, did a follow-up to that book called Through the Looking Glass, where he took John Owen's The Glory of Christ and updated it. And those two books, I would say, were some of the most influential books that I read pre-seminary. Mm-hmm. Um Jonathan's right. I mean, we all have sin in our life, and the enemy within helps us to to look and within and 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 see um, see the sin within. But well, then, it sees how you get to see how it's working. You know, mm-hmm. it's almost like it's like uh, you it's know, like a use diagnostic. The, he uses the he uses the illustration of you know these movies with the haunted house. You know, where somebody um, you know they they defeat the thing. That's you know after them, but they haven't really killed it off, mm-hmm. and so you want to say behind you, behind you, behind you, it's creeping back up, you know, and mm-hmm. and he, so he basically is talking that he's he's doing a diagnostic of how sin and how Satan um, affects us, you know, the power of sin and what it is, the power of sin and how it works, the power in sin and what it does, how to nail the lid on sins often, you know, yeah. just. One so one good follow up book then um, in terms of um, understanding the gospel and our response to it. Tim Keller, uh, there's some things that he's saying these days that I'm not a fan of at all. But Tim Keller wrote a book called The Prodigal God on mm-hmm. uh, the the parable of the prodigal son, and right. he shows a very sharp contrast between kind of the licentious or loose living of the younger brother and the legalistic living of the older brother. And he right. showed them how kind of essentially both of them missed the gospel. Very helpful short book, right? And I would follow up. Jerry Bridges just really has some great books on on preaching the gospel to yourself. Um, mm-hmm. The Gospel for Real Life, Transforming Grace, mm-hmm. um, are good helps with regard to what does it look like to live in the fullness of 
of grace in, in, in the gospel. And I would just come back to the enemy within. I would read the enemy within and quickly follow it up with through the looking glass, because I think the key to, to life in Christ is um, killing our sin and the union with Christ union that the looking with, yeah. looking grass brings out, and 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 stirring up our affections for Christ. It's, mm-hmm. We don't kill sin on our own. We kill sin because Thomas Chalmers would say um, the power, the expulsive power of new affections, and mm-hmm. and so we we fill our hearts with the love of Christ, which Owen does in the glory of Christ, which Chris Lembrard writes about in Through the Looking Glass. Yeah, the, re- the reason why he has to redo those books is because they're, they're 17th century Puritans. and, and But they, they have been rewritten and edited, um, and some of those, those works, Owen's works, are now pretty accessible. Um, mm-hmm. Justin Taylor did one on communion uh, with God um, the, on the, the, the Sin Trilogy. So don't give up on the Puritans quite yet. Some of them are, have been redone and are accessible. Well, hopefully this is the last uh, weekday that you'll have to do without Pastor Phil in the room. We've been trying to pick up the pieces since he's been on vacation. Uh, hopefully he'll be proud of us when he gets back. But uh, please subscribe to our podcast at The Gospel for Life in your app, and you can get caught up on any of the shows that you missed. And uh, we hope to see you next time. 